Hey mamas, I can't wait for you guys to meet Madison who is a brand new first time mama. Because of coronavirus, she changed the location of her birth from a hospital to her home just six days before she gave birth to her baby boy. If you're struggling for direction for where to give birth, Madison shares advice for choosing where to birth most confidently. I love her birth story, and if you do too, make sure you subscribe, rate, and write a review of the Built to Birth podcast on whatever platform you're on so that each platform knows to show this podcast to more mamas who need to hear these empowering birth stories. Madison shares about how educating herself helped her make the decisions she did for her birth experience. And while the unknown can be scary, the more you know, the less you fear. And if you want to be informed and empowered through your pregnancy and birth, I have an online childbirth education course that will teach you how to have a happier, healthier, and easier birth. Go to the Built to Birth website, which is linked in the show notes, and subscribe to the weekly email so that you can stay up to date on what's happening at Built to Birth and know when the course is being released. So let's hop into Madison's birth story. Hi, it's good to see you. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking this time to connect. Of course. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Good. I'm excited too. I can't wait to hear your story. Thanks for reaching out to me on Instagram and sharing a little snippet of your story. And, you know, I just love connecting with moms and now to be able to share your story with all of us who are going to be listening is just so exciting. So I know it's kind of crazy having a newborn and, you know, finding Mm -hmm. time away. So thank you so much for taking time to to share your story with us. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you for allowing me to. Of course. How old is your baby girl? Boy. Oh my goodness. Baby boy. (laughs) I feel like I always assume that it's a girl because I have a girl. It's okay. I don't know. (laughs) Baby boy. (laughs) It's okay. He is five weeks old and I can't believe it. I feel like he's just growing so quickly and I'm trying to like capture the moments. Like I'm looking forward to the milestones, but at the same time, I'm like, stop, slow down, please. Yeah. I know it goes by so fast. Yeah, Even now I'm like with my daughter, I'm like, how are you already almost two? Like, I feel like She's I was just old. pregnant. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my it goes goodness. by so fast. So enjoy these newborn stages. Thank you. Trying to. Yeah. yeah. I know amidst all the sleeplessness and figuring life out, it's yeah. hard to sometimes really enjoy the moment, but I hope you're able to find some of those moments to really just love and enjoy Mm -hmm. and find a lot of just excitement in seeing your little baby be him. So thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Well, thanks again for being with us. Why don't you share with us a little bit about yourself, your family, and kind of you finding out you're pregnant, all of that kind of leading up to your birth experience. Sure. So my husband and I um, live in Ontario, Canada. Um, We have, (laughs) we've been here for uh, a few years. He came from um, British Columbia to plant a church uh, with his family. So they're here church planting. It's been really exciting being that together. Um, We had, his name is Micah. We had Micah March 27th um, and it was super exciting. But before that I had to lost. So, um, first Mm. trimester losses. So that kind of, for me, like kind of made what this whole experience was. Um, Mm. the first loss I was, I believe I was around five weeks and that was in Mm. 2018. And the second I was, um, 11 weeks with a miscarriage and that was in 2019. Um, so having Micah and just experiencing that the whole process, um, with, you know, battling anxiety and really trying to like stay Mm. at peace, um, was like a real struggle. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's been quite the journey. Yeah, that is. And thank you for sharing that with us. You know, I feel like pregnancy loss is not talked about a lot and, you know, when it happens to you, you feel like you can't talk about it. You're not supposed to yeah. talk about it. And then when you finally open up, it's crazy how many moms experience mm-hmm. it, you know, and yes. you don't know until you open up. And so thank you for sharing that with yeah. us. I know that is 
that's a tough journey to be on. And, you know, when you do get pregnant, I, I had uh, a pregnancy loss as well. So, you know, mm, so your story sorry. resonates with me. And, um, yeah. you know, when you do get pregnant every step of the way, you're right, you're battling that anxiety, yeah. you're battling that, that fear in your mind, you know, just wondering, you know, is something going to happen? Am I safe? Is my baby safe? Exactly. It can sometimes rob a little bit of the joy of being pregnant because Mm -hmm. you don't want to, you're scared to be too happy in case something happens. Exactly. It's like, you're wanting to protect yourself. But if like, Mm. that's how I felt. And for me at the same time, I was like, but you know, going through this, my mentality was if Micah ends up stain and you know comes mm-hmm. out of my womb then yeah. I'm gonna look back on my pregnancy and know that I didn't enjoy it so that was like mm-hmm. it was such a battle to it was like back and forth you know what I mean yeah. I'm sure you know exactly yeah. what I mean by that yeah no yeah. totally and I think a lot of moms who are listening to this I think we're we all can you know resonate yeah. on, on some level with just that battling between you know being so excited and being so like in love and still having those fears along the way. What did you do during your pregnancy that kind of helped you uh, remain joyful and excited Mm. about, you know, that pregnancy and that birth? Mm. Well, I'm a follower of Jesus. So reading Mm. my Bible and just, um, you know, worship and prayer, that was my rock. Jesus was my rock through everything. And my husband was such an encouragement for me. And also my doctor, my family doctor was so incredible. Like my last Hmm. pregnancy, my loss, um, she saw me like weekly just to see me would call me and say, how are you doing? Which was so cool. Um, so I had an amazing support. I'm so thankful because I know a lot of women, you know, don't always get that. And, Uh, my heart goes to them that, you know, grieve the loss and maybe don't have family around them. Mm. I'm so thankful I had that support around me because I don't know what I would have done if I didn't. Um, because it's a, it's a real process, you know, we got pregnant with Micah. I believe it was five months after the loss. Um, we named our baby winter, um, Mm. in February, I believe it was. Um, so it was, it was a real journey. It was a real journey. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so when you found out you were pregnant with Michael, were you guys trying to get pregnant again or was it like a little it bit was, of a surprise or? <laughs> um, I had a feeling um, I would be pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we weren't really trying, but we weren't not trying. Yeah. Um, my heart was kind of in this weird place of desiring, like what we were saying, I'm desiring to be pregnant and desire to have life in my womb. But the idea of loss is terrifying. Mm. Um, so I'd say we were just being, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's sometimes when we finally let go, that's, I feel like when things happen that we weren't necessarily expecting to happen, you know? Um, I feel like that's the story for a lot of women too. You know, they are trying for so long and then when they're finally like, okay, whatever happens, happens, you know, let's just, let's just be. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, we're pregnant. How did that happen? You know? And so everyone has a different journey. (laughs) It's so hard not to like obsess over it too with every Mm -hmm. little cram but then any little symptom you're like oh my goodness am I pregnant and then I didn't want to be disappointed so it was that too it's like I don't it was so weird it's like I don't want to be um get my get my hopes up too much to be pregnant Mm -hmm. but then I don't want to be sad it was just such a yeah it was a weird place yeah 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 it's it's a journey like you said and so again thank you for sharing that I know that's a vulnerable part of life and so Mm -hmm. um I, and I think it is going to be a big encouragement. It, it's a an encouragement for me, and I think it will be for all these moms who are listening yeah. as well. I'm so um, glad so we can you, talk about it. It's not talked yeah. about enough. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I remember when I had a miscarriage, I I had no idea how many families around me yeah. um, and women that I looked up to and peers even had gone through mm-hmm. the same thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I felt like, I would have been someone I, that they could have to- told or we could have talked about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. But a lot of times that door isn't open until it, it's an experience that, that you have. Yeah. And so, again, thank you so much for sharing your story Absolutely. with us. Thank you yeah. for sharing yours too. Thank you for being vulnerable. I appreciate oh, it. 
Thank you. Um, so once you found out you're pregnant, what, what were kind of the things that you did throughout your pregnancy to prepare you for labor? Was it something that you were nervous about or was it something you were really excited about or a little bit of both? Um, but what, what were your emotions during your pregnancy leading up to birth and what did you do to yeah. kind of prepare? Yeah, I was really excited. Um, I think because of the previous losses, it kind of had a toll on the idea of delivery, thinking of like the extreme happening. Um, mm. So that was kind of difficult to push past my mind and be like, no, it, no, it doesn't have to happen. I don't have to lose this baby too. There's good mm. that can come. Um, yeah. But I, I think I've always just kind of had an interest in like labor and delivery and pregnancy. Even when I was a little girl, I just always drew to the moms and the babies mm. and loved hearing about breastfeeding and pregnancy. So um, even before I was pregnant, even before I was married, I loved watching videos and reading yeah. and hearing stories about experiences. So I'd say it started <laughs> before I was even married, just <laughs> myself mentally, Yeah, um, if that sounds funny. But <laughs> um, and then when I was pregnant with Micah, especially, I was really, you know, trying to be on it. I, I really wanted to try to have, um, um, a, an epidural free birth, mm -hmm. um, an unmedicated birth. And I told some people that, and they kind of laughed at it and were kind of like, well, oh, you can't do that. Like me, I'm a wimp. Like if I <laughs> stub my toe, it's the end of the world. <laughs> so I think people thought, oh, Madison, like, you know, don't get your hopes up. If you can't do it, you can't do it. I'm like, guys, come on, let's, let's be a little more encouraging over here. Yeah. So I think for me, I really wanted to get a hold on like my, my mentality. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I really yeah. wanted to know that birth is such a mental thing. And I wanted mm. to know and be equipped for when I was in labor and pushing Micah that mm. I would train my mind to breathe a certain way, to think a certain way and to just discipline myself mentally. So, mm. yeah. 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 And I think that sometimes, you know, for moms, it's like, what can I physically prepare for labor? Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like it is such a, a mental game. And so in yeah. a lot of ways, it's what can, because your body was built to do it. You know, if you were yeah. asleep and, you know, you just had to, and your body just had to do it, your body would give birth to your baby, you Which know? Which is so amazing but, to me. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. It's so like yeah. wild to think about. Um, but you're exactly right. Like it is such a, a mental game and like preparing your mind, equipping your mind so that you yeah. are able to trust your body in that process is, yeah. is a huge huge factor in preparing for birth. So what Absolutely. were some things that you did to kind of equip your, that, that mindset, um, if you will, during your pregnancy to prepare for birth? Yeah. Um, I think, again, it was a lot of watching videos. Like I was mm. binging like your videos and uh, Sarah Levon for like weeks. Um, yeah. and just, you know, watching videos, I went to a birthing class, but I, I don't know, like I found the birthing class, it was good and I enjoyed mm. it. But I just like to binge watch things and write yeah. it down. Um, and I don't know. I just I, I watched a lot of videos um, mm. and learned about breathing. Um, mm. I remember watching your video about the breathing, and it was a J breathing. And mm. I really, really tried to hang on to that and remember mm. it because I remember my husband bringing home like um, a birthing ball from work. And he's mm -hmm. like, we have this in storage. Do you want it? I'm like, yes. So he brought it <laughs> home. And I remember for quite a few weeks in the last, uh, the third trimester, I would just be on the ball for like hours and practice mm -hmm. different positions and breathing and put the video on my big screen on my, on my TV and kind of follow along. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to practice and cause I didn't really want to be playing videos <laughs> during my labor. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hey, Madison, you gotta, you gotta study. Because I really, really, really wanted to try. I didn't want to mm. feel like I was at like a halt in my labor. I really wanted to try and push as much as mm -hmm. I could. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's it. Like it's all that education, you know, it's mm -hmm. that practice that you have beforehand. And that's, I think so important because the more that you practice beforehand, the more you're actually going to do it in labor. Did you yeah. feel that was the case for you? Yes. Yeah. So what happened was um, actually... So I had a home birth 
That wasn't my mm-hmm. original plan. My original plan was to labor at home as long as possible and then go to mm-hmm. the hospital. And then COVID happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I tried not to be fearful, but as things were going on and I'm reading forums on different ways and hearing different women's experiences, it's not being able to be in the room, their mom's not being able to be in the room. It really influenced me. Um, I'm super close with my mom and her and I have dreamed of the idea of being her being in the room, like Mm -hmm. since I was little. Yeah. So I didn't get that and that's okay. Um, Mm. cause everything worked out, but what happened was, um, I chose a midwifery route and I've heard from so many women, different stories about being in a birthing center or being at home. And I think there's kind of this idea that people have that it's so unsafe, that it's Mm. dangerous, um, that it's not wise to. And I think for a a time in my life, I really considered it to be that way Um, Mm. until I talked to my midwife and Mm. I asked her, I said, so if this happens and this happens, like if um, there's hemorrhaging, if baby's heart rate goes down. Um, mm-hmm. she really educated me. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. I would have done without my midwives truly, because she really wow. educated me and encouraged me to say like, we literally have a level one hospital in our bags with us. Yeah. Um, when we come to see you. Yeah. And I remember getting home from my appointment and talking to my husband and there was kind of like some fear and some hesitance in his eyes when I offered mm-hmm. the idea to him. And this was literally like, I think less than two weeks before I delivered, like it was very wow. last minute we decided. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I figured if I'm planning to labor at home as long as possible. And I, I remember reading that when you're anxious, it kind of can stall your labor. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking that and thinking, Oh my goodness, like I don't want to be in the hospital and be panicky or uncomfortable because I'm not at home and I thrive yeah. in my home. I'm like a home body. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I chose home birth and it was a beautiful experience. I'm very thankful I did. Mm. How did you get your, your husband on board? And he said he was a little bit hesitant. How did you guys kind of come to a place where you were on the same page about that home birth? Yeah. Um, my midwife actually gave me some resources to look up online and we kind of just laid in bed and watched a bunch of videos describing, um, um, like the experience explaining how the process goes, the difference between choosing hospital and home birth and kind of the statistics mm-hmm. with it. Um, mm-hmm. reading that and watching it with him, I think within the first video, he's like, okay, th- we can yeah. do this. And he yeah. asked me questions, but I asked my wife, like, what if you hemorrhage? What if baby's yeah. heart rate drops? And I gave him all the information that she gave me. And he's like, well, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, if we have the flexibility to go to the hospital, it's 10 minutes away, then okay. But Knowing yeah. that we have incredible midwives that are so mm-hmm. educated and could do resuscitation even, I think mm-hmm. he felt a lot more comfortable. Yeah. 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 I think that's huge is educating yourself on the risks and the benefits of no matter where you give birth because there are risks and benefits yeah, no matter where you give birth. And so yeah. finding out what, what aligns with your goals is a really big thing and discovering for yourself and educating yourself on, you know, what it's like to give birth in different locations. And what, what would you say is the most important thing for a mom who is kind of dealing, because a lot of moms are, you know, deciding, should I have a home birth now because of all of the changing hospital policies because of the coronavirus? Like, what would you say yeah. What what would be one piece of advice that you could give to a mom who's kind of debating whether or not to have a hospital or a home birth? Yeah. Um, number one, it would be know that whatever outcome you get, it's beautiful. There is no birth mm. that's greater than the other. And you're not, mm. you know, weak if you choose a certain route or have a um, something go wrong on your birth plan. Like my midwife encouraged mm. me to call it a preference because um, mm, things happen. Yeah. My piece of encouragement would really be to prioritize what you and your spouse or your partner, or if you're alone, what you want, what's Mm -hmm. important to you. Are you um, desiring to have um, like a pain-free, like medical Mm medicine-free birth? Um, Are you more open to an epidural? Are you super adamant about not getting it? 
what mm. are your ideas for pain relief? Um, yeah. I'd say really look at your priorities, look at what you're comfortable with, because if you're uncomfortable with the idea of, for example, a home birth, that might mm-hmm. not be the option for you because it really can stall you. Your body responds yeah. best when you're calm and relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, so really look at your priorities on your list and what's important would be my piece of advice for sure. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. And I think you're exactly right. Like I've worked with families who, who prefer to go into the hospital like earlier rather than later because that's where they feel safest. And so I always, you know, advocate to go to the place, be around the people you want to be around who are going to make you feel safe and comfortable and confident. Cause like you said, that's, what's going to help labor progress because when you're in an environment where you don't feel those things, it's your body's not going to be as relaxed as it could be. And so it can be more challenging. So I think that's a great piece of advice. I think something to add on to this too is um, actually, the day before I gave birth, I was in the hospital in triage to be tested for cholestasis. Mm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Cholestasis, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was in there for four hours. My husband wasn't allowed in, which was really mm. difficult because I, I know it's just a test, but it was crazy because what happened was they tested me, but they let me know that the test results wouldn't be back within 24 hours. So the idea of not having them if I did have cool stasis, I didn't, which mm-hmm. was wonderful. But if I Good. did, it was really unsettling. So what ended up yeah. happening was an OB had to come in and check me to see if I was dilated at all. Because if I needed to be induced, she kind of wanted an idea. So when she checked mm-hmm. me, I was one and she put me at a two. Um, so I think why I'm saying that is because when I was even in there, they asked me about having an induction. And for mm-hmm. me personally, that's not what I wanted. And my husband wasn't really on board with the idea either, unless mm-hmm. it was obviously necessary. Um, yeah. But was unsettling was that he couldn't even be there. So my phone was literally at 4% dying. I didn't have a charger. And I'm calling him like, babe, should I get an induction? What should I do? And he wasn't yeah. in. Like, he couldn't be in. He was in the parking lot. I was so panicked. And just for me, I just I just felt so uncomfortable. And the idea yeah. of just thinking, man, I could be like home in my bed. I could just be snuggled in my blankets. And that's just where I feel comfortable. It, I think that really like hit it for me the day mm-hmm. before. It just that made my decision. Like yeah. it was a great team. The hospital that like here where I live, they're incredible. I just mm-hmm. knew that, man, like I really feel uncomfortable. I'm not in my element mm-hmm. right now, even for testing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's great. And it's so individualized, you know, like what doesn't feel right for you could feel right for someone else. Exactly. I think it is discovering what those options are and then figuring out what what is best for you. So thank you for sharing that. So you said you had that test done at the hospital and then the next day you... Wow. So why don't you share us share with us yeah. that story? It was your crazy. Birth so story. I, yeah. So what happened was um, I was there for four hours. I don't remember when I got home. I'd say five-ish. And mm-hmm. I asked the OB and I said, um, you know, do you think, that's how super hopeful, I was 35 weeks, sorry, 38 weeks and five days, I believe. And I was like, man, okay. like, do you think at all I could be going into labor? She's like, honey, you could be at a two for weeks don't get your hopes yeah. up. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. So it's super fun. <laughs> I went home. It was like five, six at night. And I was started to have like cramping, but I had Braxton Hicks weeks, month. I'm like, okay, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to look into it. I don't want to get mm-hmm. obsessed because I can do that. Yeah. So my husband <laughs> and I put on a movie, um, just tried to relax, made some dinner and it got a little stronger, but to me it felt like gas pain. So mm-hmm. I was kind of in denial, but I just started to track it a little bit. So as night went on by 11 o'clock at night, I think they were about um, 10, 10 to eight minutes apart, um, lasting for about a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And I tried, again, not to think about it, put it to bed. So we ended up going to bed. I went to bed at one in the morning because I couldn't okay. sleep. Um, <laughs> and then I woke up at 2.30 with like, I literally shot up out of my bed and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> that yeah. was, that was a contraction. And my yeah. husband's looking at me like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, you're fine. I'm like, no, babe. <laughs> like that, that was a contraction. Are you so feeling what I'm bathroom. feeling? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, babe, you're fine. I'm like, no. So I called my mom 
and I was telling her what I was describing. I'm like, okay. She's like, why don't you time them? I'm like, okay. So I time them. They're three minutes apart, two minutes apart, okay. three minutes apart. She's like, honey, you need to call the midwife. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. It's probably just gasping. She's like, uh, hun, like it's not, it's not gasping. Like you're in labor. <laughs> and I was in so much denial because I just, I wanted Micah here so bad and I didn't want to get my hopes up. Um, yeah. even though three minutes apart is pretty, pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> telling. So I called my midwife <laughs> by like three thirty, and I remember calling the paging line and the lady was like, okay, why are you calling? Who are your midwives? And I told her, and I just remember stopping like three times and breathing. Mm-hmm. And she, I didn't even have to tell her why I was calling because she knew, yeah. she, okay, I'm going to call your midwife. I was in so much pain. Um, mm-hmm. So my, I called, my midwife called me back and I told her, cause I was in contact with her the night before about the cholestasis thing, cholestasis. Mm-hmm. And, um, she asked me how far apart they were. And I said, oh, they're three minutes. She's like, I'm coming over right now. I'm like, yeah. okay. She's like, we're going to have a baby today. I'm like, really? Okay. So she came over and when she checked me, I was already at a five. So. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So when she got crazy. there, you were five centimeters. Then what kind of, what were you doing to find ways to relax and cope with the surges? Yeah, I immediately grabbed my ball and I started mm-hmm. bouncing and I put some music on. Um, my mom was on FaceTime because she couldn't be here. My mom was on FaceTime the whole time, just watching me Aww. and encouraging me as my husband's yeah. like running around getting things ready. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to breathe. I found that humming and, you know, playing music really helped calm me down. And mm-hmm. I really didn't want to sit too much. Like I really wanted to try and get out and just be yeah. active. And it was like four in the morning. So I wasn't going to go for a walk around my neighborhood. So I literally yeah. just did like laps around my house and just went up and down <laughs> the stairs, um, like stopping between like in, at certain doors during my contractions, mm-hmm. just like handing on the hinges. Um, mm-hmm. I find that breathing just really helped me in the bouncing, the movement. I found that when I sat too long, it, I felt like I was like in a weird, if this makes any sense, like sitting in my pain. I felt like moving mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. really helped yeah, me it a released lot. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. I, I feel like most of the time that's what, what the instinct is, is to move, yeah. it's to get up, it's to use gravity. Um, yeah. I feel like that's normally the case. I know that's not for everyone, but I think it's responding yeah. to what your body is telling you and, and responding to what it needs. Yeah. So I after your on my hands and knees. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I found that being on my hands and knees was like my favorite thing where I was mm-hmm. on my knees and then would throw my belly like over the ball and just hang there. It felt yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. Highly recommend yeah, that. And that's, that's great. And that's a really nice one too, because then you're not like, I feel like it is more supportive than if you're just doing your hands and knees yeah. and all of the, like all of your body's pressure and weight is on your hands and knees. And that way you're yeah. on the ball. And I feel like it makes it a little bit easier on your body. Did you feel that way? Totally, Definitely. Yeah. Because I found during the whole time I was using a lot of strength, like in this arm specifically, I remember a mm. week after the first like three days, I literally couldn't put it out straight. It was so <laughs> sore because when I was pushing, yeah. I was hanging on so tight. Um, yeah. So yeah, it felt really good. It yeah, definitely that's helped. Great. So then what kind of, what happened after your midwife had checked you and your five centimeters dilated? What was the timeline between then and when you had Micah? Yeah. So I had Micah at, um, I think it was 11, 11, 10 in the okay. afternoon. Um, I remember looking at my midwife after she checked me and I was like, so what now? What do you do? You're just going to sit there? She's like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to grab a blanket and just watch you. If you need to be, I'm just here for you. I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, you do your thing. You listen to your body. You do what you want. So they just kind of followed me around. It was really funny. They just kind of followed me around the whole entire house. Um, it really, really picked up in intensity so she checked me, I think it was about every 15 minutes. She checked Micah, the heart rate and everything and kept mm-hmm. moving down, down. And she checked me at one point and she, she said to me, honey, like, he's really low. You're going to have mm-hmm. a baby really soon. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel it. And at one point I remember, I think I was around eight or nine centimeters dilated. 
I had such an urge to push. It was intense. And she told me, well, you can't, but we can like do different positions to help you. Mm -hmm. And I remember at that point is when it was like, if things went to overdrive in my body at that point at eight and nine centimeters, I felt like my body totally took over in a sense that I can't even describe my body just went into overdrive. So I ended up getting sick to my stomach and Mm. I knew that when I said that, when that happened and I was crying out saying, I can't do this anymore. I need something. I knew that I was close. So when I Mm -hmm. said that, I was kind of excited, but like, (laughs) so much pain. I was like, I feel like your whole story, it's like this, like this weird balance between like (laughs) feeling one way, but not wanting to feel it. So you're just always like counter. So it's like, I'm happy. I feel this way, but I also, you know, don't want to feel this way. Exactly. So I was excited. (laughs) And remember at one point, like before I was eight or nine centimeters, I remember standing there through a contraction. I was seriously talking to myself saying, I have a video of it saying, Madison, you're fine. You're built to do this. You're good. And then I get out of the contraction. I'm like, so what are we going to do now? It was, in, it was insane. It was That's crazy. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. So at that point, after I got sick, I really feel like things got really intense and to the point where it's like, I almost couldn't even carry my own body. Like I just felt so mm. exhausted, so heavy. So I remember mm. just kind of going all on my fours. She had this, um, not like a ball. It was like some object to lay yourself on. I know. Yeah. I think was you know it like I mean. a inflated, like it was some like inflated, like thing. like a seat almost. Yeah. 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 I yeah. forget what they're called, but I know what you're talking about. I think it's like, it's yeah. almost like a birthing stool. Like you can use yes. it for all these different things, but it's like, you could sit on it. It's almost like a U shape, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah. grabbed that. She said, about. yeah, it was great. She's like, do you want to use it? And I kind of looked at it. It looked weird. And I, I was like, sure. I mean, if it's going to help me, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So she grabbed it and I just laid on my living room floor with it. And I begged her to check me, um, how far along I was. And she mm-hmm. told me, I don't remember. I think I was about a nine. And I asked if I could start pushing and she said, no, not yet. I know it's really hard right now. Mm. but you can't yet. And that was, I think that was honestly the hardest part for me was being told, no, you can't push yet. And I was begging her. Um, like, so she checked me and she said, here's what we're going to do. It's up to you. Cause my water hadn't broken up, broken Mm -hmm. at this point. She said, we can break your water because he is so close. Like it's so Mm -hmm. close for him to be able to come down. You just have the smallest bit of water that's blocking it. And then when it's gone, it's going to really like really help. Yeah. So I kind of sat there and I was like, well, nothing's happening. I'm already like nine centimeters. He's like, my water isn't breaking. So go ahead. So she did. And I always, TMI, but I just always imagined this like massive amount of water coming out. It was, I didn't even feel it. It was so small. And I kind of freaked out. I'm like, is that normal? Is that okay? Yeah. Like part of me was wondering and part of me was like, I'm not going to think about that right now. Like I'm focusing on labor. Yeah. So after she broke my water, it like, it really picked up because she told Mm -hmm. me it's going to pick up. I'm like, Oh, how much more is it going to pick up? Because yeah. You know, like I'm already dealing with what I feel like is the most. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, it's just going to go really fast. Like we're so close. She was so amazing. Just encouraging me. Mm. So at that point I was upstairs in my bed for good. Like I was not moving around. And it's funny Mm -hmm. because I was so excited to use the tub. I was so excited because my plan was to go in the hospital. I was so excited to use a birthing tub and I never went in the tub. So I think it's (laughs) funny how we have this idea of what we'll like, like music. Mm -hmm. I made like a, like 170 song list of like worship music and I didn't even hear it because I was like, so (laughs) in the moment. So focused. Yeah. Right. Um, So it was after my water broke. I feel like it, I think she broke my water around like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Cause I remember looking over at the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was begging her to push and she let me kind of practice pushing a bit and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, I know. Finally being able to like give in to what your body is telling you yes. to do is like such a relief instead of like yeah. trying. Cause it is, like you said, it's like an indescribable feeling where you're just like your body is taking over for you it so really to not is. be able to like say okay yeah let's push it's so <laughs> it's like so challenging I was like, I'm struggling over here yeah it was yeah. it was amazing mm. so then how long did you push for I pushed for 20 minutes 
So okay. <laughs> uh, I guess, I don't know if it's different in the States, um, but so it was just the one midwife with me. Mm-hmm. And then she said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to practice pushing for a bit. And then I'm going to call the other midwife for her to be here to assist me. I was like, okay, great. I don't really care. <laughs> Just let's go. So I was <laughs> yeah. pushing and pushing. And I guess she kind of, I remember looking up at her and she was like, oh, okay. Like he's coming. And <laughs> she, I remember her talking to my husband a bit saying, you know, we kind of expect for first time moms to go a little longer. Like after, I think she said up to three hours. Um, yeah. so he was coming, like he was head out ready and, uh, she had to get my husband to take the phone and she's like, okay, Justin, you need the time, uh, when he comes out because like, I need hands right now because she, yeah. like the other midwife did not make in time. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened was I remember, I'll never, ever forget this. And I tell every woman, I tell my story to this, that some point when I was pushing, I remember pushing so hard that after I pushed, I shot up and I was like, that wasn't me that I, like, it was so weird. I was like, st- like, I felt like some warrior woman just like came out of me. Like it was so, it, like, I felt like I didn't even, I can't even explain it, Bridget. Like I felt like when I mm. pushed, it wasn't me. It wasn't my mm. body. I just felt like my body just, it just did mm. it. I don't know. Yeah. I can't explain it. No, it's it's that primal part of you. And it is like yeah. a different part of like women. Like we don't normally see the strength. And like that's a yeah. lot of strength that it takes to labor and birth a baby. Yeah. And like that's not everyday strength. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that takes over from our hormones and from that primal part of our brain that yeah. needs to come out in the process of labor in order for us to have that kind of strength. And I think a lot of women don't, like they don't recognize their own strength because it, yeah, it isn't like yeah. a strength that they're used to. It's like, it is like a different person comes out almost. I feel like I always heard women say, oh, your body really takes over and your body knows what to do. And I, mm. and I always was curious about what they meant by that. And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, this, this is that saying right yeah. now, this is that yeah. moment where your body takes over. And I, what you said earlier, you could be sleeping and your body just knows what to do because Mm -hmm. I'll just never forget that push. Like it just really was eye-opening to me. It was awesome. Yeah. Was it that push that like birthed Micah? No, I think it was a few pushes after that. Okay. I I think that's when it really started to get like, she's like, okay, you can push like one, two, three. That's when that happened. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So I mean, 20 minutes is a pretty short time to push, like you said, especially for a first time mom. And so that's amazing. Thank you. It was really cool. I I know it wasn't until after, again, oh, my midwife was so incredible. She was like, you, you did that. Do you realize Mm. that some woman get this? I'm like, no, I didn't know. She's like, you just pushed her out. Like you had three babies and they, really encouraged me because I remember Mm. afterwards just feeling like, oh my gosh, I did that. I felt like Mm. I was on top of the world because I was told by people, no, you can't. I literally made a bet with someone Mm. saying, Mm. uh, they're like, oh, I'll bet you that you actually can't. Like, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. And I didn't actually do Mm. it. But they're like, you can't, like, there's no way you can, like you, you react to like the the smallest bit of pain. So when Mm. I did that, I've, I just have never felt so, Uh, sorry I just never felt so proud and happy and euphoric knowing that number Mm. one I felt like some type of breakthrough having Mikey here as my rainbow baby like Mm -hmm. having him finally here after the two losses and dreaming about what that would be like it was finally here Mm. and then you have that side and then you have the side of my body just did that and we're incredible we don't Mm -hmm. realize how strong we are and I Mm -hmm. I was just so overwhelmed. I still get overwhelmed if you can't tell. Like, it's just, it's so unbelievable to me that our bodies are created to do this and Mm -hmm. that it knows how to work itself. And when things Mm -hmm. happen, it will go another way. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. Yeah. 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 And I think it's so powerful to see you still kind of like look and feel euphoric over that experience. And I think that's what's so cool is that like for women like birth is not something that we just have to do that we just have to get through birth is something that we can like 
be like feel euphoric and so empowered by and carry that with us for the rest of our lives like I would bet you anything that in 10 years you're gonna look back on this birth experience and you're Mm -hmm. still gonna be like oh my gosh like that was so cool that was the best feeling meeting Micah for the first time like and we get to carry that for the rest of our lives and that's why it's so special to have an empowered birth experience yeah that was so important to me because I remember um I think Sarah Levon mentioning about, I think it was, what is it? Struggle versus something. It was about how you can like suffer. Oh, it was like suffering. Suffering. Yes. Yeah. It's like suffering versus pain. Yes. Yes. And I, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking like, I don't want to suffer. I'm pain mm-hmm. is okay. And just because mm-hmm. it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible and hard isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing. But I yeah. don't want to look back. I just remember feeling for so long, I don't want to look at my birth experience and be traumatized or, yeah. you know, look back and think that was a horrible time. Because with this COVID stuff, mm-hmm. I'm really worried about looking back at this time, even postpartum thinking this was a horrible time. Like I can't see family. Yeah. I can't do anything really. But I'm really yeah. trying to turn that around and say, well, no, it actually blessed me because I get to spend more alone time with Micah and develop mm-hmm. that strong close intimate bond with him with mm-hmm. no distractions around like this is really forcing yeah. people to calm down to to kind of take every moment by it is and every mm-hmm. moment day by day and be thankful so yeah 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 I feel like there are a lot of blessings in disguise right now with the pandemic happening there was a re- there was a study done in the UK recently where they found that babies are returning back to their birth weight within like I think like three to five days whereas usually it's like seven wow. days seven to ten days back to their birth weight and wow. they're just saying it's because moms are stuck at home without like that constant stream of visitors coming which oh is goodness. like good in itself you know like we love showing our babies of off course. to people. We love like having that, you know, having the grandparents come over and our friends come over and those aunties and uncles. Um, yeah. But they're just seeing like ha- having that like strict rest and bonding time That's for amazing. moms and babies is like actually like showing improvements. And so I feel like there are a lot mm. of cool things that are happening in our very modern yeah. and rushed world today where Absolutely. this crisis is just being like, hey, spend time with your family unit, you know, work through things that you need to work through, bond yeah. with your spouse, bond with your kids. Like, and I think, you know, you're exactly right that there are, there are challenges, but there are also lots of like little glimmers of like joy and hope in all of yeah. this. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. What was your experience for, for women who are thinking about a home birth or maybe struggling with like, well, what is a home birth like? What did your like mm-hmm. initial postpartum like hours after you mm-hmm. had Micah, what did those look like at home? Yeah. Um, so after the second midwife came, which was, I want to say roughly 15, 20 minutes after he was born, um, she was the one helping me, the one that was late. She was the one helping me get in the tub and I was, wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to kind of get clean, but they were really encouraging me to. So mm-hmm. I think it was about an hour and a half after we'd done skin to skin and, um, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, which I was so excited about, um, yeah. after I got his latch and, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my midwife took me and she took me to the tub and she was like, let's get you cleaned off mama you're doing a mm-hmm. great job. You did awesome. The whole time during my shower, she's like, you did awesome. I wasn't here, but you're incredible. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made me feel so good. So I got my yeah. shower um, and she helped me get dressed. And she was so mm-hmm. sweet. She brought me back. So we did the delayed, cl- the, the delayed cord clamping, <laughs> uh, which was really cool. And the got to see my placenta and it was so cool. It looked like the tree of life and it was so mm. amazing looking at it and just knowing that's where he got all his nutrition and where he was mm. growing and thriving. It was really cool. Um, I got my stitches and all of that and we just, we just laid together and it was so nice just being in my own bed and just laying yeah. there with my husband and my sweet baby and just mm. not even caring like they're cleaning up the room for us. It was so yeah. cool cleaning up things and just encouraging us just to bond and bond and bond and mm. not do anything else. Um, yeah. So they kind of cleaned up and that's when she took me to the shower. So okay. I love that 
they really, the, my midwives really encouraged me to have that bond and mm. to like not focus on anything else and just to be in the moment with him. And I'm so yeah. glad that I had pictures. Like we obviously couldn't have a photographer, but mm-hmm. my mom was on the other end of like our side table on FaceTime. So she has since mm-hmm. recorded. And then my husband, Aww. we started taking pictures. And I even look back at the pictures now and just seeing him with everything on him and me, like mm. sweaty and all gross, but just <laughs> beauty of mm. what that moment was. And that's when, you know, like I became a mother, like truly that I feel like his birth birthed something out of me in a sense too. Mm, but I yeah. love looking at those pictures and just just remembering the memories because it really does. Yeah. Like it really does make me like because it was so yeah, cool. Giddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. And I think that's what's so nice about a home birth too, is like just being in, mm-hmm. in your in the comfort of your own home after having a baby, you know, is just like so yeah. nice. Um, you know, if that's what you want. And some like yeah. we said at the beginning, some moms will want that and some moms won't. Um right. but that is one thing that is nice, like to be in your own bed just sounds amazing. <laughs> and I will say that it was also amazing having them come to me. For the appointments, yeah. I didn't have to leave the house, and yeah. So your I postpartum just, visits, it was amazing. Visits, yeah, they were able to yeah. come to you. Mm, yeah, and yeah. I just, I, they would call me and say, "Okay, we're coming in." I'm like, "Okay, the door's unlocked." I am yeah. in my pajamas, and I remember once apologizing. I, I shouldn't have because I had a baby, but I was like, "I'm sorry <laughs> for the mess." And my midwife like looks me straight in the eyes, and she's like, "If it was clean, I would be worried." If it was clean yeah. in here, I would question a lot. And I was like, okay, yeah. good. It was good. so awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I think, again, it's just a matter of having a birth team that you trust, whether mm-hmm. you're in, at your home or in a hospital or a birth center, wherever you're at, just having a care team that you trust and who yeah. respects you and that you respect them. I think that's such a huge thing. So important. And even now, mm-hmm. um, I have an appointment next week, and I don't know if it's going to be my last one. I think it's my second last, but I just like I don't want to leave them. It's like I don't yeah. want to be pregnant yeah. again just to hang yeah. out with them. So yeah. he's five weeks old, right? He is. Yeah. So you're five weeks postpartum, and how many how many visits had you ha- have you had from your midwives? Um, because because of the COVID stuff, there's a lot of phone visits now, so that okay. makes it a yeah. little. Eh. I'd yeah. say I had I think three three or four at home. And then I wow. had one in clinic. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Because typically in a hospital birth, you have your baby, you go home, and you don't see your OB for another six weeks. And that's yeah. it, you know? And so, and and we are getting checkups all throughout our pregnancy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we have this incredible, crazy transition. You know, we're dealing with hormones, we're dealing with breastfeeding, we're dealing with sleep, sleeplessness, all of these things. And it's like, okay, I'll see you in six weeks. And then never after that, you know? And so that's awesome that you are able to have such great care from your midwives. And yeah, knowing that I could call them at any time Mm -hmm. for the paging. um, I remember, for example, there was one night where I was so hormonal. I think it was night four or night three yeah. is when they told me it would be the most rough. And mm-hmm. I remember Micah, which, uh, my husband changed his diaper and he had what they call brick dust, mm-hmm. which is like the, there's like a powdery substance that comes out if they're breastfeeding for their urine. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. husband's like, he was so calm, but he's like, Oh babe, like it looks like there's something red. And I freaked out. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm like panicking and I call and they're like, no, hon, he's, he's okay. That happens. It's Aww. called brick dust. And they're just so patient the amount of times that I would just call them they're like Mm. hey what's up the one time I remember texting and I felt so bad doing this but I texted my midwife on her personal phone she's like girl you can text me anytime it's fine I'm like okay it was so cool that's so amazing that's amazing and I hope that's an encouragement for all the moms listening to who are making those last minute changes to where it's a birth experience that they didn't expect you know if it is changing to uh, a home birth all of a sudden that you know, it, it's a, it can be a really great experience, even though it was an unexpected one. And yeah. so I think that is going to be an encouragement for all these moms who are listening. Yeah. Before we wrap up, what's, what's one piece of advice or encouragement you could give to moms who are mm-hmm. um, approaching their birth experience? Let go 
of your mm-hmm. own expectations because things, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. But just because you let go doesn't mean you're still in control of your body. Like you are still mm-hmm. capable just because mm-hmm. things don't maybe go the way you're expecting. You're still, you're still a warrior woman. You're still mm-hmm. giving birth and you're still experiencing the most joyful, incredible gift of life ever. Yeah. And mm. no matter how your birth looks, no matter if mm. it's by C-section, vaginal, whatever happens with epidural mm. or not, you are incredible and your body's made to do this and mm. give yourself so much grace, so mm. much grace. You don't have to have it all together. Give mm. yourself grace. That's, that's yeah. honestly something that I could just rave about. Give yourself so much grace in mm. these days of especially COVID because postpartum mm. is hard enough. Mm-hmm. It's and then now you put COVID on top of it. Just be patient with yourself. Mm. That's what I'd say to mamas. It. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That is such an encouragement. And you're exactly right. Postpartum is a challenge. You know, a lot of moms prepare for the birth and don't necessarily prepare for that postpartum period. And especially yeah. right now during coronavirus. But I think it is a matter of giving yourself the patience and the time mm-hmm. to experience this big transition and forgive your partner, forgive yourself, you know, let your (laughs) baby figure it out. Exactly. Let it all go. And so that's a great piece of advice and encouragement. And thank you again for hopping on this. Yeah. On our podcast and sharing your story with us. It was an honor hearing it. And thank you for being honestly, Bridget, thank you for being such an encouragement through YouTube. Thank you Mm -hmm. for letting me on here because your videos, honestly, I really believe you, you, whether you know or not, had a huge part in my birth story because of your time that you put into making these videos to encourage mamas. I, mm. You really, really helped me. So thank you so much for that. Oh, well, you're welcome. And I think anytime as women and moms, we can lift each other up, we should take yeah. the opportunity to do that. And so you know, if you're listening to this now, then, you know, mamas, make sure that you are lifting each other up. And Madison, yeah. thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for encouraging all these mamas who are listening. So Absolutely. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Enjoy your me newborn too. snuggles from Micah. Thank you. Seriously. Thank and you. let your husband know that we are so thankful for <laughs> taking up your time. Yes. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. All right. Bye, Madison. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Well, mamas, I hope you were encouraged by Madison's birth story and know that no matter where you give birth or what kind of birth you have, it can be a beautiful experience. She talked about creating a positive mindset for birth and how crucial it is for an empowering birth experience. If you want to build up your confidence and your ability to birth and be a mama, you can purchase and download the Built to Birth Affirmation Meditations through my website that I have linked in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about how to build up your mind, body, and team to experience a happier, healthier, and easier birth, I have an online childbirth education course coming out soon. So head over to my website and subscribe to that weekly email newsletter so that you can stay up to date on everything that's happening and when that course is being released. So thanks for being with me in this podcast and I'll see you in the next one.